Noche, San Antonio. Welcome to Poto SAFC. It is Shattuck. Clayton's here. Oh, Clayton, that song took me back. Uh, Glenn Danzig gets after it, dude. Like, I was watching the video on my phone, and I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I got, I got pumped, dude. Like, and the whole reason I'm playing this is happy belated Mother's Day to all, Ooh, the, to all the mothers. Yeah, happy belated Mother's Day to all, our, all, our, all, all the mothers out there that listen to us, and to our mothers, and... I mean, that score. I mean, that's... Oh! Setting the setting the uh, setting the scene here. We're at the uh, not in the pod den. We're in the the just the full pod, I guess. Like in we're in the, the, no, we're in the den. Yeah, we are. We're, we're not in, in the, the actual, pod. There you go. We're, we're in the actual den. We're right? in we're, your actual den. We're not in the pod. We're watching the replay of Middlesbrough and Coventry, and it's uh, the day after Mother's Day. And welcome, thanks for coming, Matthew, and and uh, and joining us. Hey, that's a great segue to the poll that I gave our listeners, which was. Last week we had that random convo where I asked you what league you watched and I, and what league I watched and so on Twitter I asked what uh, what league our listeners watched the most of it was the winner was USL Championship about 40 percent about thirty five percent Premier League but there were a number of people a couple people who said the championship uh, and then when I did it to our uh, our friends on the text chain also did a poll there just informal and. Everyone wanted to rank all the leagues, but there were a lot of English championship mentions. Yeah, do you think it's just because it's there, like, like convenience? You, you know, it's, it's usually on before the Premier League in the morning, so if people wake up early, that's something that that's something they watch. Or do you think people? Well, I'm not a championship fan. You tell me. I, I watch it because I'm a Middlesbrough fan, and so that's how I that's how I get to see them. In the biggest screen possible and the most convenient way possible. I mean, listener and friend of the pod, Justin Barber, he's a big Stoke fan and Dave Denton, our mystery guest. I feel like my main excuse is individual teams. It's like folkloric, it's village, it's tribal. Right, we said, we were, we, I think we were talking about that you know, last week. Newcastle and Man City can be troublesome. They're owned by wealthy Middle Eastern we, oil We can't identify with them as like... Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing, there's nothing folksy about 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 those teams anymore. Would you say our listenership is hipsters? No, Ooh. I don't think so. Soccer hipsters? No, I wouldn't even say that. I think, I think, I think we have a lot of people that are that are that are finding their soccer like legs. Yeah, you yeah. know, and like yeah. and really growing into and finding what they like, you know, and what they don't like, and like. You know, I don't think anybody probably watches as much as us, you know, but... From some of the comments... I know, right? They watch more than me. I don't know about you, okay? Uh, I don't know. I feel like the old hipster thing was to like a Premier League team. Right. You know, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Like, you remember 2005, 2002, when it was like, just coming around on TV, and you had to pick your team, right? Not you watch the league. And now everyone knows the freaking Premier League. So now it's like the championship is a way to say, like, I know more than you. Uh, I, I, okay, so for me, so for me, it's like this. It's, it's if I want to watch and just be awed about how beautiful the soccer is, I watch Champions League and just sit there and go, oh, my God, how good are these players and how amazing is this game? And how beautiful is it when it's played at its spin? When I want to just yell, ah, yeah, get in like. I watched the championship. But you, you know have a team. Right. Yes. You, it, it, you, did you tell the story about Andy? 
I, I, I think I have before. Yes, you know that. I, so, like like you, you know, I've never. I'm not from there. I, I didn't feel like I could just pick a team and say that's my team. You know what I'm saying? But my uh, my connection to Middlesbrough is there was a gentleman, a guy from the, that place that the very first time I met him, he was watching Middlesbrough play in the Europa, the not the Europa, the yeah, the Europa League Championship uh, against Valencia. 2010? In something like that, yes. No, not even, even before that. 2008, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And and, uh, and then he became my roommate, and, you know, we spent a good chunk of time together over the course of the next decade. I've gone to see them play at that stadium, you know, like, that's my, t- that's the closest thing to my team that I can have that's over there. You know what I'm saying? There you go. And I mean, that's why I wanted you to tell it, just to vouch that... You didn't turn on the TV one day. No, and just go, and well, they're a, they're a smaller size team that's kind of back and forth, so it doesn't look like I'm jumping on the bandwagon. No, I'm not that thoughtful about it. No. That would be a hipster thing to do. You know and, what I'm saying? You know, I think a, a fair bit of people might watch the EFL championship for Sunderland, because that's my only rooting interest. I watched Sunderland until I die. I thought it was pretty captivating. So before Wrexham, Sunderland was kind of cool and fun. Yeah. But I wouldn't watch them, watch them. And there were there there have been a, quite a few Americans that have gone through the championship as well. I don't know if people get into it for that purpose. Like, well, pardon my ignorance. Is every championship game on ESPN Plus? No, no. So there's a barricade right there. Yes, there's only there's it's only not that easy. To there's see. probably only four or five a week at right. most. A couple Saturday and a couple on Sunday. Yes. So when they're not on, how do you watch them? Um, the championship. Middlesbrough, particularly. Uh, subscribe to You their... have a subscription? Yes. Monthly? Yes. Part of your $700 cable bill? Yes. <laughs> Is it through cable or through the internet? No, it's through their... It's through them. Like, so it's I have a, a digital... Yes. You could do that? I do it from my... From my office. <laughs> <laughs> I do it from my office. You don't go to work on Saturday, though. <laughs> but I watch the... I'll watch the game, like, the next week. Oh, you don't watch live. I don't always get a chance to watch wow. live. Yeah, that's what I do at school. Yeah, for SAFC. Well, uh... So, go, going back to the start of the... Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that listen to us. Happy Mother's Day to our mothers. Yes. And say thank you for taking us to practice, uh, sitting through our games, you know, like, still buying me soccer-related gear. I was just showing you a book that my mom got me for yeah. Christmas that I read to my son. You remember you know? my mother? Thank you for supporting my, my habits, Mom. Do you remember my mother story about soccer? No. This is in our original episode one. Listener, oh, man. listener questions. Uh, call back to the very old days. We went to soccer tryouts for Lamar High School, and there were like 50 kids out there. And I was like, Mom, there's too many kids. I'll never make it. I'm a freshman. I'm not going to try out. And she was like, get out of the car. Get out of the car. Yeah. And I was like... I'm not going to make it. She's like, I didn't drive all the way here during winter break to drive to the school and turn around and go home. Like, I'm, we're here. Get out and try. And she made me go try. I just about cried. Kicks, kicks in the butt when you need them. To, you, you know, all of that. Moms are great for all of that. You I know? Got, I got the shove, made the team, and here we are all these years later. Yeah, so I just, I wanted to play that song to, not, not your traditional Mother's Day song, probably not the song that my mom would pick, but... <laughs> You know, that's my that's my tribute to, to... I just wanted to say thank you, Mom. And how ironic, because the place that song puts me is in my 92 Honda Prelude driving around. Ooh. In, uh, no, no, 89, I'm sorry. 89 Honda Prelude 
listening to some hard rock like that. I remember that song. That's dancing. I think that's me- I think that's metal. I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's hard rock. Excuse me. But obviously not my genre these days. <laughs> I moved away from that. That was my angry youth. Yeah. Kind but of, um, yelling at mother, huh? Um so I just got back from the beach. That was part of Mother's Day in in my family was a little excursion down to to uh Port Aransas and my question for you, Matthew, before we get into soccer talk is, um, should you wake up tomorrow and there no longer, either no longer be mountains or no longer be beaches on our planet, which one, which one are you prefer, which one are you preferring disappears? Which one could you go without the rest of the rest of your life? I figured this would be a tough question. For me it is. I know. You, cause you know I love the fucking beach. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with beach. I mean, you do beach week. You do a family beach week, like Typically every, two or three. Yeah, like every year, Shattuck Beach Week. Yeah, I just love the beach. I love being in the water. I love the sand. I love dirt. I love being all sandy. When my when my when my uh, swimsuit is full of sand, I'm happy. See, you are so. This is so opposite for me. I know. Well, when, when, so I'm gonna assume you're you're taking beach, beach. over mountain beach. See, I, you can eliminate. If I never saw sand ever again. It, I would be fine with that. You're not a mountain guy, though. I wouldn't say I am a mountain, but I'm definitely <laughs> not a beach guy is what I'm getting at. There is no worse feeling than the tops of your feet being sunburned and then trying to go to sleep at night and having the paper and having the sheets feel like sandpaper on the oh. tops of your feet. It is there's, terrible. There's, if, if someone in your family doesn't wash their feet properly <laughs> and your bed has sand in it, that is a death sentence. What are you doing? I, I was looking down. I had some... I had some tar or like resin or something on my feet from the beach, right? And, I, and it took me probably a good five minutes to scrub it off. And I go, you know, if I never had to do this ever again, then, then I would be okay in life. And that's where, this, that's where the question came from. So I'm taking, ma- I'm taking mountains. Yes. And like, I, I don't like coming back and going, how in the F did sand get in the console of my car? My, I didn't drive on the beach. Uh, yeah. I didn't like. How, get, how, how does Sam get? Every, how does Sam get everywhere, man? Nice car. I feel like life expectancy at the beach for a human is like forty-five. Too. <laughs> yeah, you people, see, you, people do not look good. There's people. nothing like going to Shorty's and there's some bartender and you're and you just somehow it comes up casually. Oh, you know, I'm forty-five, and they're like, yeah. "Me too." And you're yeah. Like, oh, no, what? Woo, man! Just, you guys are making me look good. No like, wonder it's so dark in this bar. Leather neck. Yeah. yeah. No Jesus. wonder y'all keep the lights off all the time and let everybody smoke inside. Still, small doses does the body good, but large doses, too much is too much. Okay. I've had some over overdosing on the beach before. All right, so that so I wanted to get that question out of the way. I, I figured you'd go beach, and you probably figured that I would go. I would go mountains. Wow. This, this week's listener survey has got to be beach or mountains. Which do you take and which would you cut? Yeah, like one's disappearing and it's gone for, forever. And so which one do you want to dis- well, do you want to which one do you want to disappear? Which yeah. one do you want which to Which one keep? do you want to disappear? All right, which that's one what, could you do without? That's what you asked me. Yeah. Oh wait, but I said so beach. So it's FU beach or FU mountain. Oh wait, I said beach, so I guess I didn't answer correctly. I don't even know. We'll figure it out. That, yeah, you can you can post it on there however you want. Are you ready to talk about? Well, S- I think it's a good. I think it's a good transition because, to the beach. Yeah, like Go to the beach. Yeah. So there was a game on Saturday at six thirty in Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston's got a little of that uh, wet ass syndrome going on after this butt kicking. Woo! But before we get to game, 
I want to talk about the look of Charleston and Whoop. Charleston Stadium. Yeah. I know I had mentioned maybe that, like, potentially that could be something that I would be, would be interested in going. Uh, Beautiful. Color me very much more, like, wanting to get there after watching the presentation of their stadium <laughs> and sunset the bridge dude the the warship in the ba- the warship in yeah. the back in the background Patriot point man yes dude like they have like the college of charleston vibe going on as well and like they had like those wooden they had like the wooden like uh was that like a if, confederate like bat- battlements like iron what? battle sides ship whatever that you know what i felt bad i meant to do that today if i hadn't been picking a jury on a murder case i would have spent some time going what is the ship that's docked right outside of old iron sides yes yeah, like because i mean i guess there's a there's a naval shipyard there i imagine and me being the american studies guy i was like why do i not know what that is like because that looks awesome like i know where this is have you been to charleston yes i've been to yeah, charleston right before. across the bridge from downtown yes. right Easy. Let's go sometime. It was so awesome. At one end of the stadium, you get the the full like span of the bridge. Full At the bridge. other end of the stadium, you get a battleship. Plus, it looks like like in the foreground of the battleship, there is like a, what looks like a badass tailgate like scene going on with the trees and stuff. Like kind of like the Grove oh, at I Ole like Miss. The trees. I noticed. The yes, trees. And, like trees. they had like the food trucks there and like those wooden, you know, like. I don't know. It just looked like a good, cool vibe going on there, man. Agree. Yes. Agree. So, um, so there was that. SAFC seven, Charleston zero. Seven touchdown. Seven touchdown. SAFC. Where do we start with this team record? Where do we start with this? I don't know. Where do you want to start with this? Rundown. General overview. Like, there's a lot to be said and a lot, like, we could go into minutia and stuff like that, but here, here, here's my big takeaway. Oh. For, and I was hoping maybe you'd be able to back me up with this. I, I have a lot of minutia and I have the rundown, so I'm in for your big picture. Okay, I, I want to, this is how I want it. If you put up the stats of the game and said, right and said, what do you think the score of this game was? 2-1. Three, there two, we go. Let, one zero. Transition. Matthew, share some things. Shots, thirteen to ten. Possession. They did the fatal thing. They, they won, had the ball more than we did. <laughs> they won the possession battle, which is not what you want to do against us. Corner kicks, six to six. Yellow card, zero zero. It's like when you watch. Uh, it's like when you listen to Dan Patrick or you watch ESPN and they say they put up mystery like mystery statistics like whose season and should this person be in the hall of fame and it's like mm. two people that like you've never or like one person that you go oh i guarantee you that's a hall of famer and the other one you're like huh i would never even thought of that person in the same department it's like when you look at the at the game like that you would have zero idea that the score was what the score was totally that's like that's the point of on sunday morning at soccer someone asked like oh seven nothing i was like well i mean First half, I think we might have had five shots and four goals. And I, not that they weren't well taken. I not was, that they weren't all great. But sometimes you just hit the right shots. After we went up two to zero, um, I started counting. We did not connect three passes in a row in the first half. I am not after we. After, I'm not. I'm not lying. I'm not using hyperbole. Oh, no, our, I'm not laughing. I'm not making this up at all. Our passing percentage. Was abysmal, and I think we completed something like 160 passes the whole game. So we won seven nothing, but we completed a pass every 40 seconds. So 
the big takeaway, the big takeaway, talking about a little from from little minutia stuff, is this is the game. This is exactly why we play the style of game that we play. Yeah, that, that's ex- this was the poster child for for heavy metal heavy metal soccer that we play. Agreed. I mean, yeah, we we capitalized on opportunities. I mean, if you're the coach of the other, if you're Ben Pierman or whatever that whatever hey, his yeah. name is, there's a wonder wonder kid. Like when when they're shaking hands at the end, I think you just got to go. You got me, coach. You know, you you got us. Like that's exactly why you do this, right? Hats hats off to you guys. Having said that, I could point out a bunch of things that we did right, and that are why we won. So seven nothing, yay. And maybe you say it's even, but we did a lot of things right. And oh, no, no, no. It was not unjustified. I, I'm not saying that, that suggesting that it was an even game. I'm just saying that, that the way, why we play this way is it, it, an even game or whatever could be perceived as an even game on paper is this is your best chance to make it not yeah. be that way. You know, like that Gary Bailey guy who I really dislike or not dislike was he I, the I, announcer he was the announcer he, he was, was better he was better I enjoyed him in this game he did a really what, good he job he threw out at the start of the second half a, and I don't know how they come up with this metric the expected yes. goals being .47 for us and .35 for for um, for Charleston at the end of the first half yeah right but somehow we're up 4-0 to zero. yeah um, why what was the what was what was the difference, Matthew? We were clinical, right? I mean, a lot of things. I got like five things. So, how many shots did we have? Thirteen. So we scored on half of our shots, yeah. or over half of our shots. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to get to some crap. Okay. Uh, I don't know. No, gu- guide us. How did we get it? Number one, Mitch Tainer, back in the lineup. You had said you had said last week or the week before that the set pieces. The, the, the play just wasn't working. The play just wasn't working. <laughs> Our scoring play. The scoring play just was not working. The scoring play was back in effect. Yeah. First three goals on crosses and set pieces. Yep. Second goal, boom. Mitch Tainer heads it, and someone clears it off the line, and Garcia puts it in. Yep. So, boom. Instant impact. In the attack. In defense, boy, does it look good to have a big... I forgot how fast he is. I forgot how dominant he is. He's just, he's right next to somebody every time the ball's in the air. He was and def- he wins the ball every time it's in the air. Defender of the year last year? Yes. I had forgotten how good Mitch Tanner was. I said it there. Yeah. And like I He mean, reminded me how good he was. Like, if he's not if he's not winning the ball in the air, if you think the guy's gonna hold the ball up, his leg comes like through the guy's armpits or through his legs and pokes it away. It's just he's there on somebody. He never gets caught in space. He's never caught in space. Not in this game, no. Right side in the middle. Yeah, he was playing on the right side this time. And never got burned. And what's that mean? Uh, so I have a question for you in just a sec. Garcia, Batista, and Tainer. Wouldn't you hate to play against those oh, three? Oh, it'd be terrible. Poor Augie Williams. The guy that you brought up that was like, and obviously they kept bringing up as well, <laughs> and obviously is their danger guy. They just ate his lunch. They had him so frustrated. He got decked so many times. I mean, whether it was a foul or not a foul, they were he, they were letting him know that we are here. You are not going to turn. You're not going to run by us. And like, six, it's four to nothing. And every time the ball is near him, he's on the ground. Whether it's a, like you said, you said it well. Whether it's a foul or not, 
He's getting roughed up. I mean, his his afro was dirty. <laughs> his pants were dirty. He had chalk all over he him. Was by the pissed, end. Yes. I mean, they, we just got in his grill. Hey, I like this new role that Lamar Batista plays of just the last guy back that just kind of kicks it back is like that he's just the safety valve guy so that Tanner and Garcia can be pushed up on somebody and then Batista's just gonna like hey Lamar don't even try to pass it to anybody just kick it back the other direction well our first goal technically was a tiny tiny O assist yes but you know who centered that ball from the left center back position uh, I thought Lamar Batista yes, floated Batista. it in with his. Oh, left that's foot. right. Duh. He did play it, and then it got headed down, and then uh, Big Sam with the night. With remember we talked about? Can he do that with his right foot? <laughs> oh, last that was week? a right footed goal. It was a right footed goal. It, it wasn't a curler like missile. He put his laces through it. It had like the perfect backspin on yep. it. Just a great strike. Yeah. So yeah, that backline of Batista, Garcia, and Tainer—they're all all league. It is. Frightening how good that backline could be, Clayton. Yeah, they can, they can, they can sit there and say, "Well, and we all know how difficult the San Antonio team is to score against." They probably say that ten times per ten times per per broadcast. That's what they were saying with five four Connor Maloney back there. Yeah, uh, and I want to give a shout out to Garcia, man. He scored the second goal, but he's kind of been quietly a really good leader this year. He he hasn't been hurt. He's been there with all the injuries. No yellows. He's been, the, he's been the stalwart, not doing anything stupid. Probably every minute of every game so far. Like, not losing his head, you know? Uh-huh. Like, not demanding to take every set piece, you know? Mixing yeah. it up. When we have but a new signee. How about then- Juan Carlos Azokar? Taking oh. his first set piece okay. straight, out of, <laughs> straight out of bounds. But anyway, go, go back, to, back to Fabian. Oh, no. I, I want to talk Juan Carlos. Okay. Clayton, I have a prediction. I think he's your new favorite player. I, I'd love <laughs> to see somebody old school wanting to take the ball to the end line. Okay. Get, the, get the ball to the end line. Stop reading my notes, Clayton. I didn't. Let me describe it for you. He, so he manages. So he's finally here, right? Yes. Mystery. There we go. First game. I feel like he, maybe even more so than Tanner, was the real reason for this score. Whoa. He's locking down the whole left side. Dude, the pressure that he put on, even when he took a couple of missed touches in the first in the first five or ten minutes, defensively, like yes. locking their guy in the corner so that he's either having to pay a six to a fifty yard ball that's only gonna make it to midfield or play it right to one of our midfielders. But he's somehow defending in their box and defending in our box, he's end line to end line. I know you love his like awkward Venezuelan body as he (laughs) shuffles down the line like Super Mario. As I thought, he's he's a little chunky, huh? He's a throwback, and like, but when he gets going in a straight direction, look out! Look out! I got it written right here: old school winger. And I know you love an old school winger. I do. Get to the end line and send it in. He was up and down that line, and up and down. And you know he's just salivating. When you've got Tiny O and Big Sam in there these days, that even if they're not getting on the, the end of it of a header, they're like, they can get the ball on the ground and shield their guy and turn him. How many times have we seen Sam and Tiny O like receive the ball on the edge of the 18 or in the 18 and basically just shield the defender until they can lay it off to somebody? That's a, that's a new thing in our repertoire that, that, I'm, yeah. that I'm seeing these days. Twin Towers up there? Yeah, it's a little Samson Elijah Wan esque. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it is a little Samson and Elijah Tiny one. Tiny O is Nigerian. Samson and Elijah one. I like it. Hey, we have a lot of guys that kind of look the same now, too. Like tall, athletic. So there's those two, those two guys up front, and I can't tell them apart at first. And then uh, Ja'Cory Hayes and Abu. No, no, no. And, no, um, no, 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 no. Number eight, 19, who came in as a sub. Who yes. Was really good. Yes. Didn't write his name down. I knew I should have. The Montreal kid. He is big, tall, athletic, and has skills. Yes. He looks good. Yes. Well, Juan Carlos... Uh, assists kind of on the second and third goal. So you said the set piece scoring play. Abu's service has been off all year, and freaking Azokar was nailing. I know, the first one sucked. Every other one was good. Yeah. So there's some like, how do we score three goals? That's how. Well, someone didn't tell him the play in Spanish. <laughs> someone needed to like. I think somebody just whispered the, whatever the play is in Spanish to him. Yeah, but know. I mean. We we get the the header from Tiny O in a corner, and then the second the third goal we get what? Oh yeah, Garcia for the second goal. Tiny O on the third goal. Clayton had to step out to take care of some business. Uh, so the first three plays are coming from crosses. Blah blah blah. Where do you want to go to? Tiny O. Can we talk about Tiny O? Yeah, of course. My word. Wow. I mean, doing wow. it all, doing it all for us. If they credit that goal, which they're debating still, three goals and two assists. Why would they have been debating the... His corner kick header, they're claiming was an own goal. No, that was going on frame. Still under debate. Okay, all right. There's some websites say something, some websites say the other. All right. But the perfect hat trick, left foot, right foot header. Yes. Did you notice that? And an assist. Two assists. Oh yeah, two, yes, two one to Bailoni and one to someone else. Was there anything, Big Sam, anything in his pedigree that suggested him um, coming on and doing this? No, great question. Did you mention? Did you hear that mention? He was a valedictorian. Yeah, just I, off I, did, I did hear that. Just a love fest. What, what I think is, I think that I think that um, the sample size hasn't been enough. For him to 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 be able to yeah. to foresee this coming, because yeah. it looks like his collegiate career got interrupted by COVID and an, an injury. Yes, and it was an something injury. like freshman of the year got injured and then COVID. Yes, and then and then at Minnesota, not not enough time. Brand new. Yeah, he scored three goals in the MLS last year. He did. So he's played there and scored there. I'm with you. It just seems like uh, what did I write? Checkered past, like. Kind of stop start like it, you don't really know what he. I feel like he's probably also grown up. Yeah, he could have. He, he may have grown two or three inches. He big and he fast. <laughs> like I used to be jealous of Big Sam's body, but Tiny O might have a better soccer body. He may. Like he's lithe. He's sprinter fast. I, he, he gives me Dan St. Clair vibes, Clayton. Like he gonna be gone soon. Yeah. Um. Is there any reason? To be concerned about this result, like, like, yes, because he's on loan from Minnesota United, and they might. <laughs> I think he'll, he may be gone before the end of the year. You think, huh? You think they may recall, bro? He what are, what are they? What are they doing in Minnesota right now? How are How are they? Middling. And I don't. I don't know who they're. Who they're. Who they're tell you the, with I couldn't tell you the forwards. But did, I guess that's the question I had formed in my head. Like, is he too good for this? I like. How about this? Is he too good for this? No. Okay. We, we've said that before. And, and Dane St. Clair went back to Minnesota. Yeah. Sam Adinaran went to the MLS. That's true. That's true. We've been right before. I mean, do you think, do you think that they do in these loans that, um, 
that it's got it's gonna be for the rest it's gonna be for the rest of the season like they can't recall them or do they always have the right to recall or do you think that is that something that they put in the in the loan agreement I think it's negotiated yeah and I, I went and looked this up and I Adrian Heath said some good things about him I said they just wanted to get minutes I think they had the option to recall him okay I did a little research and it worried me that they do I'm not saying he looks like he's otherworldly, but damn, dude. Four goals in two games. Um, any chance we just we switch up formation because of these two because of these two guys up front? <sighs> I tell you what, I liked Hansen in the kind of withdrawn yeah. in the kind of withdrawn underneath role. He was there, right? That was that was nice. Can you just his skills? Him coming back and receiving the ball. Yeah. And he can sh- he can shut down people right there. So like when they do turn the ball over, the ball's going to end up at his feet real quick. You know what I'm saying? Or if Jacory Hayes, if Jacory Hayes wins it or Abu wins it, they can find him real quick. And he can shoot. So if the other team's not going to respect him, he can just, yes, if they drop off, he he, he hit one yeah. after I think after we scored the first goal, he had one where maybe he could have played the ball left to Big Sam, and uh, and he chose to take a shot. And it wasn't like I wasn't like ah, oh, what are you doing there? You know, like I mean, it was he was totally in his in his place to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, random question for you. Uh huh. What was your favorite goal? Um. And I don't only think of my answer. My favorite goal is the is the uh is Tiny O's second goal the the one that he scores far post past the keeper. How does he get it by the keeper? Wind. Well, and we we kept the ball. That was the most we kept the ball. I think <laughs> we, we we strung together two or three passes. There was a nice little interchange, and he beats the guy inside. Yes, and then and then. Outside, yeah, he beats him outside. So I don't know how he gets it far post. Is it is it bad goalkeeping? Because that guy had messed up. He made some faces throughout it, this. The game. ball's still rising, like when it goes into the into the back of the net. I guess I didn't get a good angle. He pinged it pretty good. Yeah, it's not like he. It's not like the guy, you know, got beat that. But like that's one you should probably cover, right? If it's going across it your body like, like it, that, it seems like a savable. But but. The, the build-up to the goal and then the goal itself, that's that's my favorite goal. All right. Mine's a, the last one, I think. Because the new Loney, not Tiny O, hits the free kick from like 40 yards out that the keeper saves onto the post. Yeah. Just pings it. And I just love that we win it right back and run the score and play right away by Loney curls at home. It's like the keeper's celebrating his great save. The crowd's finally exhaling and I think that's the one that gave us the team record where I was like, all right. And I, I really love the announcer afterwards just saying, like, stand up, applaud. Because this is a league that used to have MLS two teams. This team was in first freaking place. Yeah, we, you don't see results like this very often. You see some high scoring, but, like, but you don't see like this very often. Like, imagine if we lost 7 nothing. We did. We put it on Monterey Bay last year, right? Like, yeah. With that 6-0, yes. They were not a first place team. No. And they were a weird team. This was weird. Yeah, remember last year, because Monterey Bay, they'd been on like an eight-game road trip to start the season or something like that. Oh. And it was the last game of their road trip before they got to go to their new stadium and stuff. This was supposed to be their biggest test, I think, Charleston's. Like, their first... I think they got they got one... They, they, may, they may have gotten a win against somebody 
in the Western Conference that was, a, but whatever. Yeah. This was just, it was an absolute drubbing. And love it. Like, it was just, it was weird. It was just weird because I kept waiting for, I kept waiting for them to do something and for things to not go our way at every single minute of the game. Yeah. But it just, everything went our way. It's just everything. uh, Hey, shout out to Jordan Farr. How many good saves? Three? Oh, yeah. So there was the one that he made. The one that he pushed wide in the first half. Yeah. That he just barely got a hand to. Probably two nothing at that point. Yes, and they they had had a couple of breaks into the channel, like with Barajas they get and, and another guy. Man, yeah. uh, Lamar put Barajas to sleep, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah, well, well called. That, call. that kid didn't get a chance to really show off Not after what he's first, supposed to be about. First 10 minutes, he found some space, and then yeah, after it was that, over. And Bailey's like, yeah, they're going to... He's going to learn what it's like to play against men in this league, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> He's going to have to grow his body a little bit. You know, he's going to have to figure it out. What, the announcer? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one, it's kind of like a mid-top-of-the-box pinger off a corner kick or something. And somehow far is right there and makes a save on a uh, hard shot. That was a little That was a little, uh, little Hollywood with the kicking the legs up. And the, but, I mean, but, I mean, it's, the guy rips it, and, he, and it's like directly off of a save that he had just made or something like that. I like that I mean, one. everything went our way. Everything. No injuries, it looked like. No new injuries. That was, that, I mean, that's almost better than seven goals. You know what I'm saying? It felt like, it, like the explosion went up. It's like we hadn't been capitalizing all freaking year, and this was just all the chances that we have not converted – all came together in one night. I, I know. I kept thinking to myself, like, I'm always like Mr. Superstitious Guy. I'm like, guys, 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 not, not all of them don't now. Because I don't think we missed one scoring chance, did we? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think there was one. Now, I'm sure guys would say, well, you know, I should have taken a shot here or, you know, played this ball through. But, like, no shots where we scuffed or, like, where you where you you put your head no no head in the hand moments how about that not really you know what I'm saying not really yeah but these guys needed this it's Big Sam Mitch Tainer Bailoni all these guys had built up pent up energy and like it's like it all I'm thinking of like the century plant that just explodes all of its pollen boof I think I think we're gonna be I think this is. Is this a turn of the corner moment? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Because they they got kept it. making it sound like, oh, they're the class of the they're the class of the league, and this they're showing it now, and now this is where it all not like it's no no heads no no turning back from here. I don't know. Too early. I think it's too early. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we a third of the way through the season? Maybe at yeah, most. At most. Like we t- you know can't peak at the can't peak at the wrong time. Yeah, we got so many players though. Like you just chop that's and change. What he, that's what they kept talking about as well on the on the broadcast was like, man, they keep bringing these guys off the bench, and there's just not many teams. It felt like it felt like we were doing to Charleston what the MLS teams do to us, like when we play them in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Oh, Open Cup. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, where there was just depth and depth and depth. I mean, what number player was Tiny O when we signed him? I don't even remember it. I remember thinking another forward. Yeah, but here we go. Like, who do you think's the best? Who's who, who are the who's the best forward on the team? Sam is like best, Still, yeah. best pure one. Yes. Who are your starters? 
now I'm starting Tiny O and Sam and and I like Hanson in that underneath role more than yeah. more than Pirano because Hanson gives us something in that spot gives us more defensively than Pirano than Pirano does a little more predictability too yeah like he's gonna play the pass that he needs to play and he's athletic enough to get to the ball he's athletic enough to pull away from guys <laughs> like unless the ball comes directly to Pirano he's not he's not getting to it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and then potentially he's going to get shoved off the ball. In any space, he's going to get close. Hanson is strong on the ball. You know, that's yeah. three really strong, like strong guys on the ball. He didn't impress me that much. I like the role for him. though. Oh no, I'm just saying, as opposed to Pirano or as opposed to Jorge Hernandez. You like, know, oh, we didn't miss him this game, did we? No, we didn't. Sorry, Jorge. No shots fired. Yeah. I really like the Abu Hayes partnership. Man, looked really solid in the middle, winning things. Abu doing his twirls. Oh, I want to say this. I didn't. I, I didn't take notes, but I'm glad you brought it up. Have you seen anybody better at using the referee as a shield than than, than Abu? He at least once a game he he receives the ball and like will take a couple of dribbles. And use the referee for a shield, and the defender will have to get around him, or like won't be able to get to the ball because Abu is using like the referee as a shield. I'm telling you, watch at least once a game it happens. Abu is spectacular at it. I don't think I've ever seen anybody utilize the like play ring around the rosy with the referee. It's spectacular. I'm gonna. I've never seen that. I'm gonna watch for it. Yes, it happened like twice in the second half. That was, and, and it looks like Abu's doing it just to screw around with the other team. <laughs> Like, I think I, I see exactly what you're saying, though, because they're both doing the same thing. If you're one of our not soccer watching listeners, yes, like, Abu's job is to kind of just hang out in the middle of the field. Isn't the referee's job is to predict the most likely spot that will have the best vision of the most things, right? Yes. Is it that? And Mo Abu is a center midfielder. Wants that exact same thing. Like, <laughs> they're, they're both fighting for scarce resources. If you were to put it in a, if you were to put it like in a. In a bio, but zoology context. They both want the space where they can judge the whole position of every play on the whole field. Yeah. Mo Abu and the ref. Right. And I think that's why the Abu, like, he'll, he'll do the, like, the, the not who's guessed, but the Iniesta, like, where he deeks like this and then the ball comes across. Oh, great. And then the referee is right there. He takes it to the referee. The defender's coming with him. Yeah. And then Abu dances around the referee and then switches the ball to the other side this of the field. This is great audio content. You <laughs> dancing around the living room, the den. <laughs> doing, doing my Iniesta routine. Like the drill where you set the cone there and fake like you're going to receive it on this side of the cone but really receive oh, it on yeah. that side of the cone. I see that on the YouTube a bunch. Like <laughs> the kids whose poor parents make him do it all day. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. me, just me miming it here. Just me here miming it in the den. Well, there you go. Next home game in two weeks. I'm going to be watching for that in person. Yeah. See Abu working his, like, sh- shadow box. I thought you might kind of play Because Ja'Cory Hayes is going to play peekaboo behind the referee yeah. to try to hide and intercept and that pass. And steal the ball. Because he's always playing passing lanes. Man, he is the Manu Ginobili <laughs> of... of uh, of of SAFC, a lot of body, a lot of body, a lot of playing the passing lanes, scoop and score, like a lot of uh, Remus Island. The less times his name is called in a game, the better for Jacory. I don't know if he if I've seen him take more than more than two touches so far this season. Yeah, and I, and you know what? That's exact. I'm sure that's exact. Like he's probably scolded. Like they probably come and show him the tape, Jacory. 
Three touches. No, Too know, many, guy. You know who does? His dad. Because I guarantee his dad's a coach. Yeah. Guarantee it. Or mil- maybe military. <laughs> maybe part of a military family. <laughs> I can see. Just I can see that. You stay in the middle and you don't ever, ever, <laughs> ever let anything get by you. Yeah, exactly. It's a good combo. Exactly. Well, we're pretty chill for a historic night, Clayton. I mean, Seven I think hours. we recognize that everything went right. And I, I, I don't think that we're, that we're going to overreact and go, oh, yeah, this is, this is where it's been like this all. Like, where has this been? You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this was kind of the culmination of a lot of a perfect things. Going on, and you know, um, they had a couple of chances in the first half, in the first fifteen minutes, like half chances. Oh yeah. That if if yeah. if they finish, that's a very very different game. Three two game. Very different game. Yeah, I I want to say that I think it all it all for me starts with Tanner, and for months we've been saying he's been out. There's a reason that we have an explosion like that when he comes back. It, I kind of wondered. Oh, he's back. I w- I wonder what this is going to look like. Within 15 minutes, it was like, oh, yeah. How about this? You said, like, three healthy center backs instead of just two healthy center backs and not trying to play with three healthy center backs when you only have two healthy center backs. Yeah, but this isn't even... That makes a difference. But but that's not... But, I mean, it is something. This isn't just a healthy center back. This is the best one in the league, maybe. Okay. And coming back from injury and bumping over to the right side. But he made Shannon Gomez look so much better. He did. Shannon was back. Yeah. So, here, here. That's what I got. Good job, Coach. Yeah. Good job, SAFC. 51 games straight, not losing a lead. Sandwich game in a three-game road trip. Where Where are we headed to next? At Detroit's Rock City, Saturday night, 6.30. Another early one on Saturday. Yeah. Set your alarms. All right. What are you going to do? You going to watch it somewhere? You can thinking about maybe maybe watch party? Oh, you're going to crucify me. I'm going to Austin to meet my sister-in-law and my niece and going to the Austin FC game Saturday night. That's nothing, against nothing wrong Toronto. with that. They said, hey, we're coming in town from Phoenix. Nothing wrong with that. MLS game. Nothing wrong with that. Going to see some Michael and Bob Bradley Saturday I mean, night. I, I was at the beach in, on Saturday and didn't watch the... Didn't watch the game until Sunday. Uh, yeah, I, I meant more about the giving money to Anthony Creek. Oh, yeah, I, I hate that, yes. <laughs> but they're going. It's my excuse to get up there and see my family. Yeah. Haven't seen her in a year or more. I got no problems with that. What are you uh, – Detroit's down, huh? Detroit just lost to Tampa Bay 5-1. They're in last place. Five points in ten games. Coming off of a season where – they finished second or third in the East last season in their first year in, in the, the league. playoffs. I think maybe I think not. Seven. Maybe they were maybe they were fourth or fifth. Yeah, a little lower down. Um, if you don't know the history, I did a little bit of reading today in the restroom, and they lost a lot of players did from they? last season. Yes, you know who they do have? Maxi Rodriguez. They do have Maxi Rodriguez. Warren High School. Yes, UNC Greensboro, just like Soccer Dad's son. Yes, correct. Yes. So a local boy playing for them, a San Antonio boy. I read a lot about their history. How it's like a. Do you know how the, the club started with five soccer fans in Detroit, just wanted a soccer team, so they founded like a lowest division club in like 2010. They 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 used an old raggedy stadium for years, and then they crowd surfed or crowd funded or whatever a million dollars. And basically, 
the people that like going to the games are the ones that came up with them. They did a lot of the work themselves. Uh, we talk about like the neighborhood feel of like a lot of the smaller the teams housing. In, in England yeah. and stuff like that. When you watch like the bizarre FA Cup games, like, like Middlesbrough. Yeah, no, Middlesbrough is a gigantic, big, nice stadium. <laughs> uh, like I'm talking about like Grimsby Town. Yes. Or, uh, welcome to Re- welcome to Wrexham yes. style like. Their opponents. Old school, like, one side may just be a rock wall where a bunch of guys just lean up against drinking their <laughs> ma- drinking their mangums. And, like, in the background, you can see, like, somebody hanging their laundry out yes, to dry. always the laundry. And, like, Detroit has that feel to but it. But great supporters. Yes. Great crowd atmosphere. They, I looked into p- potentially going up there one time and, like, they do a – there's a sport that they play in Detroit or in Michigan – it's like a combination of bowling and football, and they do it in these big beer halls. In the street outside the no, stadium or something? No, they, they have like a giant beer hall where it's like bowling lanes, but they set up pins, but you throw the football and try to knock them down, and that's where they have And then they do their march from there. Okay. And, like, and it's like, come one, come all, you know, and join us. It looks like they're a, a welcoming bunch of people, you know? You know who's going up there? Who? Friend of the pod, Harry. No way! Yeah, I think with his kid. To go watch this game. Great work, Harry. I love I'll be on the lookout for you, dude. Yeah, on the stands. But listeners, if you're thinking about tuning in, I love watching whenever they play. When there's an excuse and I flip to it, the stadium's got a lot of, just think, lots of flares. Not like Chili's flare, not buttons, but like actual flares. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool atmosphere. Everyone should watch this game. Small town, small town, like, yeah, lower division England vibes. For sure. Um, with that being said, is it Puro beat the pod guys pick four update time, Matthew? Brought to you by Beckard Vineyards. I drank some wine uh, this weekend. They didn't have any Beckard Vineyards. I would have ordered it if they had it down in Port A. They don't have but, it at Shorty's down there. No, I wasn't at short. I wasn't at Shorty's. I was at the Venetian Hot Plate, and they did not have any Beckard Vineyards wine. But maybe I'll make that suggestion to them. I'm sure they'd love to hear from me. <laughs> the restaurant or Becker? Yeah, the restaurant. Yeah, you should. Sure, I'm sure they'd love to hear my suggestion. Dr. Becker, we need some cards. Dr. Becker, thank you for hosting this. The Poro Pick 4. Who's the big mover and shaker this week, Matthew? Gotta be James Moore. Whoa! All the way up to fifth place. Sniffing the lead almost. Really? 61 points. Yeah. He's gone from like bottom three up to top five. Uh, at the top, Caroline's still in first with a three-point cushion on intern Josh. Don't let me forget to bring up intern Josh's research. Man, he went we above and beyond, but we'll get there. I'm still beating you, but just by two points. A lot of people in the middle. Not a ton of – a little separation, though. Tell you what, Caroline, Josh, and most of the other leaders have Charleston. James Moore <laughs> has El Paso. El Paso's on a heater. Tied for second with us. El Paso's on a heater. Five straight wins. Uh, does that take us to the around? Does that take us to our around the league I think segment? That's where we should start it for sure. Around the league segment. I've got a little something. Ooh. When is Indianapolis going to fire their coach? <laughs> they got to fire that guy, huh? Ooh. I mean, that's something we should checks talk. notes. Nine points in nine games. This is a pretty geeky USL thing. On the hot seat for coaches around the USL. If I were to start that rumor. Uh, if I were to start that segment, um, if I were to start the 
the you know how they do the betting odds in the UK? Yeah, Who's the yeah. next coach to next get fired? Get fired? Yeah, the Indianapolis coach has got to be the next one to get fired. Another loss for Indianapolis. Spent a lot of money. Spent in the a, a, a whole bunch of big name players, and I think they got a new coach too. That um, that is a big name, and I don't know who it is, but whoever he is, he needs to be on the lookout because he's getting ready to lose his job. Uh, guess who tied this week? The king of ties. Las Vegas. That's right. With Tulsa. I think that's seven ties in eight games. Phoenix and Oakland both won. Maybe starting to get a little Phoenix hot. Phoenix has – I guess that's two in a row for Phoenix. Starting to get a little hot in Phoenix. Um, they, They're going to have to be a little bit more consistent than, than what they've shown so far. Yeah. How about RGV beating San Diego Loyal? Is that – Yeah, that was uh, – that, that hurt for me when I was scrolling through the – Oh, you're San Diego Loyal. At, at the beach, I was scrolling because Lord knows I wasn't out at the beach looking for crabs because I didn't want sand all over the place. But so I was scrolling through USL scores and uh, and I saw that RGV San Diego score and it raised a little eyebrow. It raised an eyebrow. Yeah, I, I think I read that all the Texas teams, El Paso, RGV, and San, Diego, San Antonio, all won. Wow. So we're heading yeah. to Detroit, and Josh did some research for us. I brought up the – I was like, oh, man, maybe that's the longest three-game road trip of anywhere in the, uh, in the uh, country. You got it. And intern Josh did some serious work. What do you call that, a folio, uh, executive summary? Man, uh, uh, there's no chance that I was right in that state. He's brought up multiple countries, <laughs> Brazil, Australia, Russia, and China – and there's probably some MLS road trips that are probably longer as well, wouldn't you think? Vancouver to Miami, maybe? Yeah, like... I don't know. I mean, we got... SAFC's traveling 8,000 miles. China is less. Australia, including New Zealand. That's a little bit of a cheat there. I guess that's like MLS having Canada. Yeah. 9,000 miles. And then Russia... <laughs> Russia's just barely further. But yeah, but Brazil but the, for the win. The point is, though, I, I think that me bringing that up was was a legitimate p- kind of point to make. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. a, that's a lot of travel. Some of the biggest countries in the world here. Yeah. Uh, and then he brought up the EPL and whether they take buses or remember who was the team that got criticized for flying like oh, thirty minutes? Well, there was there was Liverpool. Chelsea. Remember when Chelsea went to like end up administration and it was like. They went from staying at the Waldorf Astoria to staying at like Motel Sixes, and like they, had, like, they couldn't fly. Yeah, so they had to take the channel train yes. to their Champions League game. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, but once again, intern Josh, spectacular, spectacular work. Thank you for uh, kind of accentuating my point. It's a, it's a long road trip. That's that's all I was saying. You know, he went above the, and beyond the Call of Duty. You know what the longest EPL road trip is? Um, I'm gonna say from Newcastle. To uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. Wow, he didn't consider that. He has Arsenal, but you're right. It's got to be Newcastle. Newcastle further down to the coast. Yeah. All right. Thank you, intern Josh. Good job. Uh, gotta update the spatoodle, the spittoon drinkers. Michelle Martin watching the ring cam tonight. Also heavily leading by eight seven point cushion over the doctor himself, Doctor Joe Becker. So wait, when you say leading, you mean like the in the gutter by seven points. Over Last Dr. place Becker. by seven points. Man, so she's become a regular listener just to know where she is. The, just to know where she is in the standings. Well, she is. So we've we've increased our viewership each week by one by <laughs> by ensuring that she's in last by ensuring that she's in last place every week. I love it because they're both going to be there. So no matter who loses, 
we'll have a chance to try to pressure him. It's a win. It's a win for us either way. Drink the spatoodle. It's a it's a win for us either way. Intern Josh is sneaking up in the top, and, and his wife, not intern Kate, but Miss Wagner Kate. She's getting down there by Michelle too, so we may have some kind. Think it's cold? You think, some, it's, you think it's you think it's cold? You think it's cold around their house? <laughs> some wives entering the bottom of the competition in the wags. All right, I want a lot of time this week for Ooh. free kicks. I've got a bunch of free kick ideas too, Clay. I think we I think we just need to share the well. No, we don't. Um, Free kicks brought to you by Trevino Tile. Three generations of ceramic and tiling. Trevino Tile. Ask for them by name. We are not sharing. He was out in, uh, Willie was out in Denver, I think, this last week. Uh, maybe doing a tile job. Did he make it to the NBA playoffs or to a Colorado Rapids Maybe. Game? He may have had a job out there and maybe just like, I'll throw in a Nuggets game. You know, why not? Or maybe a, maybe a Rockies game. But um, Trevino Tile. Ask for them by name. Free kicks. Here we go. My, my obvious free kick, Matthew, and I thought maybe this would just... Uh, USA Soccer coming up. Whoa. Lots of USA Soccer Whoa, coming what? up over huh? the next... Um, specifically for this week, uh, we have the Under-20 World Cup starting on Saturday. Is that, um, is that an age group that, that should be paid attention? What's more important, under-20 or under-18? Under-17, under you mean. Uh, yeah, under-17. Under-20, I guess. Um, like they're not children anymore. But if they're if they're eligible to play in it for the most part, does that mean that they haven't made it yet? And and so all I know is Leo Messi played in the under twenties. So boom. So those so those that aren't picked. So Come Saturday. Well, yeah. Sorry. Start starting Saturday. Under twenty World Cup in Argentina. The USA plays. Um, who do we play first? Ooh, one really bad team, and then two teams like Ecuador. And oh, we Serbia. start with Ecuador. I think it's a. I think it's a, a really difficult game to start. Then if Serbia's in there, and someone like Thailand Tahiti or Thailand Tahiti. or somebody like that. And all we have to do is be one of the better third place teams, right? So a win over Tahiti gets us through. But we had mentioned this tournament before. It was supposed to be in Indonesia. There were problems with them not allowing That's Israel right. to even come over. And so the title, the tournament was stripped from them. They threw it together in Argentina in less than a month. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Not a ton of there, – there are some players that aren't being let go by their club teams. And it's not our – Blah, 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 But blah. we're, we're going to watch it. I have a fun game to play. Well, I want – so here's my question for intern oh. Josh Ooh. this week. And I don't know if they keep, if they keep records to this. All-time leading U.S. men's youth scorer. Mm. Do you think that's something that intern Josh could find? Intern Josh. For sure. At one particular level or at... At, at, youth, at the youth level. Like, I don't know whether they keep records at like under 14 or under... 7. I think you could probably get age group by age group. I'm going to say eight, 18 and 20. 17. Yeah, 17. 18s in Europe. I'm sorry, 17 and 20. Europe does 18 and 21s for whatever Yeah, that's reason. weird. The FIFA's 17 and 20. Oh, it's because they're on the metric system. Yeah. <laughs> My game, fun game to play with you. Why should listeners care? You but you 20, it's a bunch of kids. I threw out Messi. Let's do a little popcorn. Name a player that years back... Oh, El Sicario! Well, Diego Luna! You saw... No, you didn't let me finish my oh, question. Oh, sorry. Name a player that you saw playing years back in this tournament for any country... 
and you went, man, I remember when I saw. Oh yeah, I saw Leo Messi playing. We do this. that all. We do that all the time. Leo Messi didn't play in Argentina's first game. Came in at halftime, scored a hat trick, started every game, won the Golden Boot. I think he, I think he was on that team that beat the tar out of us in one of those youth World Cups. Who do you got? Um, El Sicario. Oh no, who have I seen? Yeah. At the youth level, um, uh, every single one of those guys that's on the English national team. Just one name, one. Uh, Phil Foden. Oh, you love to bring up Jaden Sancho, so I'll say Jaden Sancho. There, there we go. That didn't even play in the ga- in the game against us because Borussia Dortmund took him back. He played in the first three, not in the yes. knockouts, right? Yes. Um. Bellingham. Jude Bellingham for sure. Last one. Yes. The who's the guy that's always hurt for Chelsea? That could Reese James. Oh, Reese James was. You're on always it. watching England. Yeah, Reese James was on that England. Well, I just remember how good I thought they were. USA, Pulisic, Adams, Wea. Remember Wea's great goal, Josh Sargent. Oh, spectacular! Yes. How about uh, Carlos Vela? How about? Uh, oh, they were champs. That's yeah, they won the under seventeen, the golden generation of Mexico. Yes. Who are you looking out for this tournament? Um. So for the U.S. Um, I'm going to take the last minute from my free kick. So you, I don't know the roster as well as you do. Probably. You said Diego Luna. Yeah. Yes. Former USL player that people that have been listening to us for a while know for sure. We thought we couldn't stop talking about him when he was at El Paso. Has gone to Real Salt Lake. Plays quite a bit. Has scored quite a few goals. Has looked real much better for the under twenty national or under eighteen or yes under seventeen team and under twenty team than he has for his MLS team. I'll do the same thing then. Josh Winder. Yes. From Louisville. Supposed to start. Yep. Because some of the guys couldn't come. Supposedly he's going to be a starter. Um, I wanted to see how Paxton Aronson would be, but he's he's not coming. Playing with Frankfurt. Uh, Cade Cowell, I guess, would be the third. Ooh, 80s bad guys. Yeah, 80s bad guy. Looks like uh, the dude from Stranger Things. Um, and then Jonathan Gomez, another Louisville guy. Yes, who's so at Real Sociedad. Three USL players. That's something. For sure. That's never happened before. Listeners might not know this. So if you've never watched the U-20 World Cup, we've never had anything like this from USL. Yeah, that, there you go. Reason to be interested in and of itself right there. Tie in. Matthew, your, uh, your free kick. Go. Last minute. Goes to you. I feel so bad, so I want to give a cheers to Arsenal. Because everyone these days is like, oh, if you don't win, you lose. If you're not first, you're last. But dude... Arsenal officially pretty much not going to win the title. But you know what, Clayton? They've had a great freaking year. They've been magical, brilliant. For what they have, they've overperformed, and I've enjoyed it. I don't think I, ha- I would have had them in my top four. No. So- it, I don't think people should be disappointed because they didn't win. It should be like, hey, man, this is a group that did something special. And I hope they're better next year. But it's been fun to watch them. And it's been fun potting with you tonight, Matthew. Good night, San Antonio.